Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rock. Teeth. We need more teeth. It's not a real dinosaur. Hello, paleo fans, Jurassic fans, Matthew Millen fans. This is the 30th episode of the Jurassic Fans Podcast, and we are on fire. I'm your host, Daniel, and this is the man who just bought a white bag to look more like Ben Pinkers, Matthew Millen. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, good sir. How are you today in this? I don't know over there, but here is a very hot night. Everton, yeah. our good paleo friend, how are you today as well? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging there, you know. But hello, people around the world. What's up, guys? Are you ready to talk about a little bit more of today's science write-ups? Which, by the way, it was you, our dear Instagram followers, who chose. So it's not my fault, no? <laughs> So <laughs> That's for you. This is also another episode of How Accurate is That Dino? And this week, as you have chosen, we are doing Sinoceratops because apparently no one likes Stegosaurus. <laughs> Sorry for that, guys. <laughs> the winner. So, um, just covering the first appearance of this animal, we first saw it on uh, Fallen Kingdom, which is the fifth installment of Jurassic Park. It was a bit of a queer addition, if I shall say so, because apparently, as I could read in the Jurassic lore, it looks like they were just about to include Pacarinosaurus instead of Sinoceratops. And last minute, someone said, you know what? What if? And if you close your eyes, mm -hmm. we add a Sinoceratops instead. <laughs> I guess we can see some well, of the influence of this challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, Good question. Well, I mean, the... The Sinoceratops were like our kind kind of a new discovery a few years back, and I think mm -hmm. it, they're Canadian, something like that. So maybe the guy behind it was Canadian, and he was like, "Well, you know what? This is for Canada." <laughs> Sorry. Maybe. Oh well. So uh, let's talk about a bit of its general appearance. How do you compare these to the original fossil? Any considerations before I break some, you know, dreams? Matt? Well, the fossil I, I saw, he doesn't have these holes on the wall, on the, on the head. But anyways, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's been around just since Fallen Kingdom, which was like a few years ago, I guess. No one really have has fallen in love with this creature as of yet. I hope so, because we're just about to bunny down. So, Everton, bunny down. <laughs> Let's break. <laughs> okay. Let's break some dreams. Let's break, guys. Well, um, Sinoceratops is Ceratopsian from the late Cretaceous of China. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's from China, mate. Oh, and, not Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not Canada. 
and it probably measured up to 20 feet long, something right around 60 meters, and we had around 2.5 tons. Yeah, that's the guy. Oh, that's a chunky boy. <laughs> the chunky boy. And well, you can imagine about why Sanoceratops. The name Sanoceratops means Chinese horned face because he was discovered in the Xingguanhuang Formation. Oh, that's my time speaking. Oh, now Xing that you Huang, mentioned it, it makes sense the name now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. totally. It was in China, of course. And well, the fossil of this animal, there are some specific points that Matthew, I think, already found different with the reconstruction present on Jurassic World of Fallen Kingdom. That's related to uh, were we were we recording when I said it? I don't remember. Were we? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. And um, there are some specific points. For example, not the, the curvature of the 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 this shield, you know, this structure present on the, the head with the frill. It's not too curved than the the real one. It's more smoothly, you know. I think you can just put the word on the Google and take a look at the maids. You can easily find the one that you can see the big picture. Oh, well, it's known for, you know, it was centrosaurine look with a singular large horn protruding from the nozzle area. Hazel has its ornamental frill. He probably was the most common ceratopsian in its area, even considering the lack of ceratopsians in the Asia fossil record. Also, we could found two holes on its face, used for, I know, I don't know, known purposes. He walked on stout legs like a rhino. I think that's the general considerations that we can point to Sino guy. Well, if you haven't watched Walking with Dinosaurs, the movie, you know that a hole in your frill serves for the purpose of having a friend bird that would like hang on it <laughs> and you would walk around with it. Yeah. So basically, yeah. it's a rhino with a big forehead <laughs> and, and some space to hold things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe it's a cup holder, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or to put some hanger, maybe for the clothes. Yeah, I don't see why not. Why not? Uh, you know, we bring in experts, <laughs> and that's what they do. You know, like John Hammond said, I bring scientists, you bring a rock star. Hey, <laughs> that, that's the true. The versions of this creature. So, uh, as of now, we have four versions of it, as far as I can remember. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, let me count. No, there are more. Oh, god, there are six versions of it. Six versions, yeah. Oh god, that's what, what Dr. Wu does when he's got too much time. But the only difference it's the color, probably, and yeah. some you know ornament ornament ornamentations in the in the frill. And the curvation of the forehead also. Some are slightly less curvated. Well, or maybe well, because yeah. the angle. I don't know. No, but, but the comparison of the fossil and the reconstruction is something, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> it's burning my mind. Yeah. It's 
very, you know, pronunciated. Uh, yeah, we see that it's drastically different, but just before you destroy all of your dreams, the favorite version is the second one, the brownish creature that is so cute, loved it. It's so uh, ovey, you know. You mean like your, fav your favorite, favorite one, right? Yeah. Because unless it lived in muddy places, it wouldn't look that way. I mean, this one looks like this one looks like it just got a mud bath, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, it's just like it has a a mud pit, and it goes like a rhino <laughs> rolling around. That wouldn't be possible, yeah. right? I think there, the, in my opinion, of course, the the color that I will use in the reconstruction of such animal is probably a the a mix of the version one and two. That is, you know, a green with some brown, you know, shades, maybe. It would be a mix of these both colors because I think it would be nice. And it has a said, it, 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 when it comes to, to the environment with the landscapes present on the Cretaceous, I think the vegetation and the, the aspects of the area, uh, it's not like mud, swamps, and some dry areas. Because we are talking about Cretaceous, so I think this color represents nicely. Well, yeah, well, you see, something they got it right. See, they're not totally <laughs> wrong on this one. You know, folks, that's no, 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 totally right. But before but you, you know, these other versions going way ahead now. These other versions, like gray, blue. No, I don't think those were real. Yeah. It reminds me of rhino, in fact. Yeah. A rhino color. Yeah, but it's not from Africa, and it, I don't think it's related to rhinos. Yeah, I but, think just in the way of, of you know, walk, but just yeah. the, not in terms of color and patterns, colors. Oh, well, I mean, it's impressive, really, that we're just talking about that before we start recording that. that Country that there's not much really that you you know you can make mistakes with when it comes to ceratopsians. We just have to draw the frills correctly, and they got that wrong. <laughs> because the position of the heart and the frills characterize entirely in a specific. Yeah, that, that's the only difference. You get like it's like the ID. Ceratops, <laughs> Teracosaurus, and Cynoceratops. They got that wrong. God dang. Yeah. <laughs> It's the dino's idea. You, you can, you are not allowed to, you know, make mistakes in this point. Well, it's interesting, really, that now the first appearance that we have of it is in a fallen kingdom, and it's a really goofy scene. Like uh, Owen Grady, he had got paralyzed by a shot of ah, uh, God knows what that is, <laughs> and like there are some lava flowing in, just just about to burn our hero. Your hero. Uh, I'd rather have Doctor Marvin, and then. A sino appears all of a sudden, and instead of just running away because there is lava flowing, it's why he goes like, oh, what is this? I'm gonna lick it. And it proceeds to lick Owen Grady. Why? I ask you guys. Well, that's a behavior we have in, especially in sheep, but it's sometimes seen in goats and more rarely in cows, that when they are when they need 
more minerals in their diet, they tend to lick humans because the sweat <laughs> because our sweat provides them minerals. Okay. I love this theory. Man, it's impressive. So like he was there, well, you know, world's falling apart. I need some minerals. This guy Mineral is there. Source. This guy is there, you know, I'll, I'll lick his face. I mean, he's like, just dying already. He won't need those minerals. Well, maybe he wants to die happily <laughs> with with his minerals complete. Excuse me. No, I mean, I won't write it. Like, the signal thought it would just die. So, ah, let's get him minerals. Man, yeah, not why not? Like, like, let's taste, like, taste what, it before die. One last wish, you know. I wish to die with my minerals high. <laughs> in a seric level. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but it's a good thing. Just as you said that the world was falling apart, on the next scene we have like the whole Isle of Nubla being destroyed by this volcano. And then Kanotaurus and Sinoceratops, they start fighting. Like, you know what? We both can die right now, but, but you're going to die first because I'm going to kill you. So I've already seen this scene of like uh, there's a bushfire and there are some birds just waiting for creatures to get out of the fire and they just snap them in the midair. But uh, I don't think that would be possible here because the whole island is just about to be consumed by lava. So do you think this fight would even happen? Uh, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, it's basically like you either run or you die. Well, you're going to die eventually anyways, but I don't think they would... I don't think that the Carnal would stop to take a munch on this armored thick boy. And I don't think they would stop and fight. I think that they put this on the movie just, you know, to give us some um, badass dino fighting. Which I'm much grateful yeah. for, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no. Whenever you want, you want to show us dinos fighting, be our guest. Yeah, doesn't it make sense? Just <laughs> show it in there. We'll lick it, exactly. just like I know did. Exactly. The more, the more fighting scenes between dinos, the better. Doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Yeah. <laughs> like when you remember that, uh, the original purpose would be like that: a Spinosaurus and Tyrannosaurus would fight on this island. Oh god! Before it was completely mm -hmm. consumed by lava. That was the original plan. Why do do things have to change? I wonder. Why? Why? They make very inaccurate dinos and they want to make something accurate <laughs> out, of the, out of the blue? Like, well, you know what? I'm going to make this kind of accurate. No. Today, us... Matthews represents me totally, guys. I need to make no secret of it. <laughs> yeah, because we are Jurassic fans. We too are pissed off, not just you, paleontologists. Yeah. That's it, you know. Just, I want just to hear Mathis pick him on. You know, like, uh, we know you are completely <laughs> pissed off because this franchise is a hell of an act, right? But you should just join us. We are a huge community. We have free Wi-Fi. Join <laughs> us, please. Free Wi-Fi. Good, 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 fine. But, but I think, in my opinion, this is this the same, you know. Uh, probably this fight won't happen in a, in a situation involving, you know, lava. <laughs> and panic, like even, uh, well, just if then, for example, Carnotaur was, you know, dumb enough 
to try okay. to attack an animal in the middle of this chaos. And then probably, or, or you know, of course, almost of course, the Sinoceratops will attack him in order to defend himself and continues running, keep running, you know. I, I think mean, it, it will be the only plausible thing. It's not imagine. the final carnal we see in Cantertitius, uh, but, but if it is just similar to Toro, then it is completely dumb. Yeah, but the real one probably was not that thing in terms oh, of intelligence. Not, but, but do tell me, would a, <laughs> would a real life Carnot Taurus attack a Sinoceratops? That, that Carnot probably in real life would attack a Sinoceratops in the middle of the lava. Okay. Probably, according to, you know, in behavior. Yeah, only probably would be like the, the time and place, right? Because, you know, China <laughs> and... South America. I don't care. I just want to know, make chaos. Oh, you're you're getting close to the Jurassic franchise. Congrats, mate. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should bring Dr. Malcolm in there. Especially. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I mean, that's the point. You've seen my meme on on the page, right, on the Instagram page. Like Elon Musk said that he's now just mm -hmm. able to create Jurassic Park. So yeah, chaos is just about to initiate. Good, good. <laughs> oh, by the way, folks, thanks for all of you who are checking out our Instagram page and liking my memes, because maybe you think that that would be another good joke, and you stayed, even though that was not. So thanks a bunch. Love y'all. <laughs> also, in Cretaceous, we see Sinoceratops back by the name of Maria, and it's pulling a gyrophia out of a mud pit. Now, how strong is that creature? Dear Maria, count me in, as all time low would say. Uh, anyways, well, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, it's two tons of muscle. So I yeah. think he could, he could manage it's, to pull a gyrosphere. It's like a huge call. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. It's like a huge is, call. It's like a huge call. That's a call, yeah. that's a call right there. I just, if you'd imagine a human trying, you know, to do it with a real Sinoceratops, probably you would hit him with the horn, you know, and brought some bombs, and the gyrosphere yeah. would continue in the middle of the mud. <laughs> yeah. And well, considering uh, Camp Cretaceous size, I think he would be much larger than Ben. Because if you take a look at the at, oh, yeah. at, at the scene, Ben is like almost almost the size yeah. of its of its tie. I mean come Let on. Me put my hand on your backs. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I think it would be much larger. Anyways. You know actually what is so yeah. sad because well we are already known for not having no scientific accurate dinosaurs. But also, we're not accurate to our own dinosaurs. Because on one scene, you have dinosaurs this size. On the other scene, it's, it's completely challenged already. Yeah. We're not uh, accurate I to our own dinosaurs. Yeah, I didn't compare the, 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 the size of the Sinoceratops of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and of the Camp Cretaceous. It was the same. But I'm not sure. I hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Yeah. 
Oh, well, you, you just echo the voices of two communities right now. <laughs> well, uh, then we see it is uh, just destroying some hundreds of years on the end of the episode, you know, that, oh, this the final, second season finale, like, like the hopefuls that just stampede and destroyed everything. That's so cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's very relatable. I like it. Yeah, me too. Thank yeah. you because it was like the It's because of the chaos, of course. <laughs> exactly. Everything is because of chaos. Yeah, I mean, we all are huge fans of Dr. Malcolm here. He almost died twice and he, he keeps coming back. Like, I, uh, probably during the, the entire um, series, Dr. Young Malcolm uh, would be in the middle of some clowns watching, you know, to this scene and saying, that's what I'm ever talking about. Chaos, chaos, and more chaos continues, please. I yeah, but he do, he'll just have some more pauses because that's the way Jeff Goblin speaks. You know, yeah, that's just what I... Mm, what I was just talking about, you know, oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Chaos, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I've That's been it. watching too many interviews. Mm, anyway. <laughs> and uh, I guess one of the last interactions that we have with Sinoceratops is quite a dark one, really. Because <laughs> it's... Uh, surely, mm -hmm. before the scene on which the other Sinoceratops uh, that, are, that are still alive, they stampede and destroy the units. But some episodes earlier, we see the severed head of a Sinoceratops. How shocking was that? Well, considering it's Cretaceous, considering it's Camp Cretaceous, I'd say that's very shocking. Yeah. But, well, you know, I felt bad when I saw this. During the whole day, I hated this episode. It's like the same thing happened with the Brachiosaurus in the middle of the fire. Man, I cry in the middle of the, mo the, same, the movie theater, you know? Yeah, that, that was... was cruel, but something cruel, philosophical yeah. is something to think about. Uh, I've been crying for years because Dilophosaurus has never been in a series or movie again. You're finally <laughs> crying. Yeah. I'm not yeah. crying. There You're crying. Fighter. Yeah, surely. That, that, that's just some water in your face. It's raining <laughs> here. Oh, uh, cool. well, just to finish my observations uh, of Thanoceratops. Um, there are still few studies published yet, know, about Sinoceratops, so we need to make some observations about him, starting from, for example, the Ceratopsian group, in a general way. Well, uh, due to this fact, I could expect that Sinoceratops, for example, had a lower sense of smell, because a lot of Ceratopsians had a small sense of smell. Uh, a lower sense of smell. Uh, probably presented an alert head posture, angled, something about 50, uh, sorry, 45 degrees, in order to position the frills and horn to front, offering some defensive tools, as well as a protection while grazing, you know, with their beaks. Um, the last observation, I think, is the hearing frequency was relatively lower and probably a lower head ability 
to stabilize gaze, inhibiting rapid head movements. So you could expect a massive animal walking and, you know, behaving by himself in the middle of the environment with, uh, you know, the group, but not something that you can see in the movies. It's a huge animal with limited capacity in some occasions. Or a little big guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, I mean, so uh, except for the frills, this creature seems to be quite accurate, right? Yeah. The frills, yeah. And, and the, and uh, the horn. Yeah, I think besides that, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. They, they did a, dec a decent job here. Maybe the horn wasn't of that size compared to the entire animal, but, and not sharply, maybe, like that one. But yeah, yeah it's quite good when it comes to frills and horn. I would expect it to be well broken, the tip of it, like in like in the movie, because you know fighting and what's or not, and it would probably have a more round point, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not a sharp blade one. Yeah, in, in, you know, in order to promote a more massive structure and resist them on. Well, I guess I just exactly. went for it, right? Because uh, as we talked about that before, originally it was supposed to be a Pacarinosaurus, which has no horn, basically. It's just a huge mass of uh, nodules and bones here. And it used this, not really as a horn, but just to ram into predator, right? So it would like break some bones, but it wouldn't hurt the, the flesh, just the bones with the impact. Mm. You were talking about uh, Pachrinosaurus? Yeah, the Pachrinosaurus, the creature that it was supposed to be originally. And then they, they went to like, oh, you know what? Let's get some, a, a, a cure here, like a bigger frail. <laughs> and then a, 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 a bit of a bigger horn just to sell more toys. Yeah, I think it would be able to break some bones, but not to, you know, promote some great damage. Like, for example, a hit with the Sarasaratops horns. But yeah, quite good. Well, yeah. maybe, I think it's, uh, well, I don't know, it's hard, probably was used more for co competing over a female or territory than to, you know, offensive stuff. Yeah, because, inner competition. Yeah, inner competition, exactly. Because like, I think that this kind of dinosaur would probably live in herds, so it would probably defend itself by numbers and leaving the sicklings behind. You know, yeah, like it's another theory related to ceratopsians. Yeah, fine. Well, you yeah, see, so, I, I, I guess yeah. this point of living in herds is a thing that we have to relate to the books again, because um, I remember Dr. Grant in the books who was saying that uh, uh, some animals. What was it, the Malcolm? It doesn't matter. Uh, one of them saying, yeah, they are so, so extremely similar, right? Um, that, uh, you know, intelligent animals like maybe cats and primates and the like, they, they need a, more, a mother or a father to teach them what to do. They can't just learn through genes. They, they want to be learning what kind of fruit they can eat or not. They have to be taught by somebody else. So living in herds 
would that be like a, a natural behavior or would I have to learn that from someone else? Well, what do you think, Matt? Considering that they are, probably are a uh, herd herbivore, they would, the younglings would probably learn from the adults. That's something that mm -hmm. we see in cow herds, like the, the babies, the, I forgot the name of a cow. The calf, thank you. The calves, they learn what to eat and not to eat based on the mother's behavior. And for example, if that happens when you bring cows from one region to the other, and they don't know that they cannot eat a certain plant, they will eat and die. And the others will learn by that cow's death. So they learn what not to eat. Oh. So yeah, I think that the younglings would, uh, would you know, learn by their mothers. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think in any species happening, it includes the humans. The behavior that others around us, you know, and the environment can develop ourselves and teach us a lot of things that you can use during the real life. Yeah, perhaps bad things sometimes. Yeah, good well, or bad, but you will learn something. <laughs> well, all right, we went from science to philosophy here. <laughs> we are changing the, the terms. So folks, uh, just final consideration here. So let's say, how accurate is that dino? From zero to 10, engine sinoceratops. What do you say? Dun, 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 dun. Hmm. Hmm. I, I would think. go for a eight. It's it's quite was quite accurate. I go for an eight. Sorry, not eight, nine. Excuse me. Wow. I feel weird today because I am, you know, agree many points with you. <laughs> eight dot zero as Matthew. Yes, it's it's quite good. Yeah. Just the only thing that removed the remaining points is the frill position. And the horn structure. And the huge horn that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Regardless, I think it's good. Yeah, they did a, a pretty decent job. I'm just a humble servant. Yeah, nine it is. <laughs> All right. One of the most accurate so far. That's impressive. Congrats, Injun. Look at that Daniel happiness <laughs> about this. We oh, didn't that. destroy many dreams today. We were. We were good no, no, people we're... today. Yeah, we are good guys today. Yeah, it's quite nice, really. All right, folks. So <laughs> please uh, shout out now to some new folks that we have. We have Mauritius Island. Just to remind y'all that we have someone there who's listening to the Jurassic Fans podcast. So shout out to you guys. And also a special shout out to our producer. We have a producer, folks. So Peter Lima, Ooh, thanks for good. producing our program. And uh, well, helping us with the huge chaos that we have here, just reflecting engine chaos. So please remember, we will have the final news as our next episode, and we'll be seeing you on the next episode. Remember to keep going for the skull. Bye bye, folks. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you, people.